Let me entertain you. Welcome to another episode of Let Me Entertain You, where I take you inside the minds of musical theatre. Mary Poppins The Musical has opened in Sydney ahead of its Australian tour, and I was thrilled to speak to Gareth Isaac, who stars as Robertson I, a servant in the Banks household. In fact, it's a role that marks his professional debut. We talk about his excitement, the character, and so much more. I'm thrilled to bring you this podcast from Disney's and Cameron McIntosh's new production of Mary Poppins' The Musical, produced by Michael Cassell. Without further ado, my guest, Gareth Isaac. Gareth Isaac, here we are at the Mary Poppins musical here at the Sydney Lyric Theatre. How are you? I am well, Elizabeth. Thank you for having me. You and I go back a long way. Yeah, a solid few hundred kilometres up north. (laughs) And what people don't realise that here you are making your professional debut at Mary Poppins, but you have a long history here with the Sydney Lyric Theatre. Would you like to tell everyone? Well, long being a year and a half, uh, during COVID, the great world on fire event that was and to an extent still is i needed a job and when theater opened up again i decided to apply for the bar here that way i could still keep my rsa valid and stay relatively close to the industry i loved even though i'm just watching all my mates up on stage and i'm like hey here's chop tops here's a gin and tonic have fun Because I last saw you at the Capitol Theatre at the opening night of 9 to 5. It, you served me Choc Tops. Yeah. And I said to you, obviously, hello, how are you? And I, and I said, how are you? And you pointed at the stage. I don't know if you remember this. And you said, I want to be there. <laughs> and you sort of, yeah, and you had the same kind of expression. And I said, it won't take long. And I don't no. know if you remember that. Well, I don't, unfortunately, because a lot of the time working bar is a bit of a blur. To be fair, I have ADHD, so most things are a bit of a blur to me nowadays. Oh, dear. But, no, it's always just been a nice reminder that I'll get back up there eventually because pre-COVID I was already performing in plays and little independent shows, so this is really the first big nut I've cracked, and it's delightful. You are fantastic. I'm so proud to watch you up on stage. Oh, thank you. You play the character Robinson I. I yeah. Um, spelled A-I. Yeah. A-Y. <laughs> A-Y. <laughs> and he's the servant boy that works at the bank's uh, mansion. Yeah. And one thing I love is that you have this incredible moment on stage and you take the, the spoonful. Is yeah. it the spoonful the moment? The spoonful of sugar, yes. I get up having been unconscious for 86 bars, exactly, I've counted, I get up and I do this operatic descant. Well, the top note is then finished by Lucy Maunder, who plays Winifred Banks, who is an utter gem of a human. So wonderful to work with. Can you tell me what was your character research? Well, for Roberts and I, I just... There's not a lot to go on with him. He appears in the novels of Mary Poppins. I've only read the second one, because my parents just bought it for me randomly as a child. 
and the character brief for him is lazy and sullen but earnest. So I'm reading this, I'm reading, all right, he's accident prone, he's Edwardian Cockney, oh no, he's just Michael Crawford in Some Mothers Do Have Him, isn't he? And I brought that energy into the audition and it seemed to work. And now it's so hard to differentiate between when I'm impersonating like Frank Spencer and doing Roberts and I because there's so much crossover I'm finding. Well, then that moment really is powerful when he actually does take his moment on stage. Yeah, the, the irony is not lost on me that suddenly the clumsy one can sing. There's a lot of magic in this show, and especially in that scene. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen the show, but there's so much magic. There is. The practical effects in this show are so numerous and mind-blowing. You're just being thrown effect after effect after effect, and you don't get tired of it either. Because, let's be honest, Mary Poppins has a certain image attached to it. The idea of, well, to coin a line from the show, anything can happen if you let it. You're coming into the theatre to see a bit of that old Poppins magic, that Disney magic, and you're getting it in spades. You really are. And in that particular scene, which is in the kitchen, is fantastic. I've seen the kids, things turn into magical brooms. Oh, yes. The shelving. Dancing brooms, collapsing shelves, kids throwing eggs at me. And there's five sets of kids. They all throw differently, and I'm quite nearsighted. (laughs) So... It's not only an exercise in theatrical magic, it's also an exercise in how well can I catch stuff tonight. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a theatre kid. I'm not sporty in the slightest. I'm not athletic. You are a theatre kid. We did a show together. A <laughs> <laughs> oh, long time between drinks, really. <laughs> but, funny enough, that show also starred Jess Vickers, who it is also indeed. in another Michael Cassell production down there at Harry Potter. That's right. Our dear sweet friend Jess Vickers is off playing Delphi, who is an incredible role to be playing. Like, I actually was working at that theatre as well. <laughs> doing bar stuff there and I would occasionally bump into her after the show it's it's very funny looking back on it because so many people in professional theatre and television are from the coast are from Mm. Gosford the central coast area Mm. and I honestly don't know what it is maybe it's something in the water maybe it's the idea of oh god I gotta get out of here and theatre's an easy way to do it but, yeah, just so many of us just succeeding and thriving. It's wonder- Gemma Ricks. Gemma Ricks, Julia Peter Morris. Yeah. Gareth, uh, Gareth. You mean Isaac Hayward. Thank you, Isaac <laughs> Hayward. I got that wrong. Yeah. Isaac Hayward. Isaac Hayward, marvellous human being. That, that whole family is incredibly talented too. Absolutely. Mm. But also, too, you played, um, talking about Harry Potter, mm. you played the narrator in Puffs. I did. And you were nominated for, or did you win the I won a Broadway? Bro- yeah, I won a Broadway World Award for Best Actor that year, which is quite nice. It was a little audience vote thing, so I don't know if it technically counts, but... I'm allowing it because Puffs was an incredible opportunity. So nice to be working with so many incredibly funny, talented, giving people for so long on that show. Especially considering we were the longest running play in Melbourne since the 1970s, which is nuts for an off Broadway Potter parody. And then, of course, Cursed Child opened up and knocked us out of the water. So, frankly, hurtful. <laughs> it felt targeted, you know? What's it like being on stage, standing on stage and looking out into an audience where you're part of the Foundation Theatres, which is Capital Theatre and Foundation and Lyric Theatre? It's slightly surreal to think that just this time last year, I was actually still auditioning for Mary Poppins and still serving drinks here and selling chop tops here. 
And I don't think I can really put it into words to suddenly have gone from one side of the stage to the other. It's cathartic, I think, is the best word I can use, because it has been such a huge build-up during that audition process. Like, I, I was on hold for six months for this show. Wow. And I had to continually be looking at that stage saying, maybe I'll be there, maybe I'll be there. Yeah, and you are there. And yeah. I was here for opening night and, you know, watching everyone on stage. It, 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 this show is fantastic. I can't say enough how proud I am of everyone on this stage, but also you. Yeah, like, I'm slightly biased. I think the show is marvellous. But to have gone from where I am, or where I was, rather, in Gosford, thinking, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm horribly depressed. Maybe I'll just do community theatre for a while. To suddenly being a leading role in a major musical, doing it eight times a week, and now going to Brisbane with the show as well. It's insane to me. Yes, the Australian tour has yes. just been announced, so you're just going to start now in Brisbane. Correct. We're heading up to Brisbane opening night on the 22nd of October, and I cannot wait to get started up at QPAC. I've always wanted to do a show there. You also do have a, a, a business. You actually are a vocal coach. I am, yeah. Shortly before the world went to hell with COVID, I'd planned on taking 2020 off. I decided to just step back for a bit from acting and start learning how to teach voice, speech, singing and accent. Luckily, NIDA was running a Masters of Fine Arts in voice that year, so I thought, OK, I'll come back to Sydney, because I was living in Melbourne at the time. I said, I've got my family there, got my then partner there, all my friends are there, I can just come back, study for a year and a half, the industry will still be there when I get back. Next minute, the world catches fire and I'm just studying. But it's paid off really well. So when I'm not on stage doing all this stuff, I'm actually, like, coaching people to do what I do. Like, actually, just this Monday just gone, I was back in Gosford teaching the cast of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert how to sound more like regional Australian dwellers. The, ca the character of Robertson has a Cockney accent. He does, yes. Did it, Was it hard for you to place... Um where you would put your tongue, that's where the basis of, yeah. of voice comes from. Yeah, basic accent work starts with oral posture. So understanding how every person will hold their mouth and articulators in order to create different sounds. For me, it's not terribly difficult to find Cockney, if only because, well, I've done enough amateur theatre to recognise a Cockney accent now, because every amateur theatre society will do, like, your My Fair Ladies, your Olivers, uh, to a lesser extent, all those other Lerner and Lowe shows that feature lower-class English stereotypes. Like every other character in Les Mis, for instance, which is not Lerner and Lowe, but you get the idea. So imitation is the first form that I would use, and then I figure, OK, how can I make this more authentic? I find that really interesting when you said before that your character was based on the Michael Crawford. Well, yeah, my characterization most definitely yeah. was, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people might not also know that you were actually were a finalist for the Rob Endowment. The Rob Guest Endowment, yeah. That was 2018. That was while I was doing the first season of Puffs in Melbourne. I thought, all right, I'm getting a little bit of traction. Let's mm -hmm. see how we do. And the Rob Guest Endowment, obviously named for the late, great Rob Guest, is a search for the top young aspiring musical theatre performers in the country. And at that point, I thought, I'd just throw my hat in the ring. And I ended up being one of the top 30 semi-finalists, which was a great experience because it got me to reconnect with a bunch of people I'd met at university, like uh, Deron Chester, Manon Gunnison Briggs, who I'd studied with and I hadn't seen for so long. Because at that point, 
Duron was, I believe, about to go into Aladdin. I can't remember the timing on it. And Manon was doing Muriel's Wedding, which was incredible shows on both fronts. And what I love also, too, is that in lockdown, Manon was in Come From Away. Yes. And she was replacing the cast. And during this lockdown, which was right about this time last year, you helped her <laughs> through the script because she couldn't get on stage. We were all in lockdown. That's right. Shortly before Manon was set to jump on stage with the full cast of Come From Away, lockdown occurred. And because she and I were living together at the time, and still are, uh, she got me to just read every other character in the show while she would mark out her plot in the lounge room, which was just a nice way to spend an hour on a Wednesday. So you were basically helping her organise her tracks? Yeah, I was. In the small lounge room? Correct. For in that, Janice. That tiny little lounge room in Newtown that we shared. <laughs> but we somehow made it feel a little like the Capitol Theatre. <laughs> There will be a lot of people that will see you up on stage mm -hmm. and they'll say, I want to do what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice? Honestly, I'd say this to everyone. Work hard and be a good person. Show up, learn your stuff really quick and try not to be awful to anyone if only because they're working just as hard as you are, in some cases harder. So match their energy and just try your damnedest. <laughs> it sounds like the most mundane advice, but that's honestly what's got me this far. What, what do you think that the boy that was serving, the boy, the young man that was here, serving behind the bar or choc tops, yeah. what would you say to that person? Uh, I would like a mint choc top, please, and if you have any furfies that are ice cold, I'll take one of those. <laughs> what would you say to that person that wants to be you on stage? <laughs> oh, dear. I would give the exact same advice. Like, there is no shame in working what I call a muggle job. You're away from the magic, but you're still totally aware of it. So earn the money, work hard here, but never forget the drive that will take you somewhere else. There is a lot of magic in Mary Poppins, isn't there? Yeah, indeed there is. Well, Gareth, it's been an absolute pleasure to see you again. Delightful to see you too, mate. And like I said, you have to come and see Gareth Isaac playing Robertson I in Mary Poppins. He's currently at the Sydney Lyric Theatre, due to open at Brisbane Cupac, and maybe there might be more of an Australian tour, hopefully. Fingers maybe crossed. even world, we never know. New Zealand, who knows? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This has been Let Me Entertain You, Inside the Minds of Musical Theatre. Thanks for listening. Please like, subscribe and tell your friends. But most importantly, go and see a show. And quality base here. The eagle has landed. Nice to be in orbit.